Hello! Welcome back to The Backdrop, Untold Stories in Golf. I'm your host, Matt Considine. In this episode, I spoke with Maxwell Evans, PGA teaching professional at Smart Golf and Fitness, located on the border of Lincoln Park and Bucktown neighborhoods right here in Chicago. My name is Maxwell Evans. I work at Smart Golf and Fitness. I'm a teaching professional here. Full disclosure, Max is a friend. He's also my personal swing coach. He deserves a lot of the credit for my game this past year, in particular, embracing my own tendencies, getting out of my own way, and freeing me up to shoot some lower scores. However, we did not invite him on the bag drop because I know him. Max is young. In my mind, he represents the next wave of instructors with tools like TrackMan, fitness regimens, and the internet at his disposal. Not only is he committed to his craft, he has a great attitude towards his role, focusing on keeping golf fun and engaging for his students. He truly helps golfers of all skill levels improve their game. We're the doctors of golf. You know, we know what's going on. Take a listen and learn how Max shaped his own coaching style, why YouTube golf videos should come with a warning label, and why the best players like Justin Rose can make for lousy coaches. There's a lot of similarities with a lot of PGA instructors, but, you know, I started playing golf young. Actually, probably, I mean, I had a club in my hand at six, you know, five, six years old. Took, actually, a break in my younger years and didn't really pick it up until I was seventh, eighth grade in, you know, middle school. From there, just started playing every single day. Saved up, worked at a, a movie theater, you know, through the summer, saved up my savings, got a, a membership at the course nearby, you know, public track. Just played out there every single day for two years until I got into high school, tried out for the team. Uh, missed tryouts because we were on a family vacation, so that was like such a bummer, you know. But then the next year got on, got on to varsity, so it was like, you know, skipped a year, but still got to play some good golf. Um, through that, I, I then started working at a golf course, and... What was the name of the golf course? Golf course was um, Leland Oak Club at Bailey Farms. So it's a public track up in Sutton's Bay, Michigan. You know, a town of 500, 600 people, I think, right now. So, um, you know, we, we had a lot of play through the summer, a lot of tourism up there. It's all through the orchards, cherry orchards, beautiful place. But uh, one of the guys I worked with was like, yeah, I'm going to, I'm headed to Ferris State to play, you know, to go to school to play golf. And I was like, what do you mean? He's like, not on a team, just like be a PGA professional. It's like awesome. So from there, I was kind of just set, and I was ready to go. So I think that was my sophomore year, yeah, freshman, sophomore year in high school, and I just I already knew what I wanted to do. I was going to Ferris State. I didn't apply to any other schools. It was, like, set. So went to school there, threw all our internships, uh, went, went through that program. You have to go on, on a bunch of different internships. So I worked at Rich Harvest Farms out in Sugar Grove, Trump National in L.A., uh, country club up in Traverse City, and then a uh, resort out in the middle of nowhere, Lewiston, Michigan. So they were all great experiences, you know, from the private private club aspect, super private club aspect, to the high-end, you know, resort. Um, and then, you know, giant resort with four golf, five golf courses at, at Garland. So, um, yeah, it was great experiences through all that. But, you know, as as I went through those jobs and and saw what, a PGA professional was actually doing, it was kind of a bummer, to be honest, you know, so you, you get, you get this excitement that you're going to be playing golf, and you're going to be working in the golf industry, but that's exactly what you're doing, is you're working in the golf industry, it's a business, you know, when it comes down to it, and it is, there's, everybody in the, in the industry has this, you know, love and this passion for the game, but 
a lot of them don't really continue playing. They keep their level of play, and they kind of fall fall away from the game because they're just getting burnt out from it. You know, there's a lot of hours you put in uh, in a short amount of time. You know, especially here in Chicago with our our shorter season than most. Uh, so being able to play and keep your game intact, I think, was something that you know I, personally I wanted to be able to do. You know, I wanted to be able to go out and play golf. You know, that was the whole reason we got into this industry. So right. you start seeing that, and it's like, you know, all you're doing is taking care of members and you're answering emails and you're, you know, it's like my mom working at her desk from home. You know, she was always on the phone. That's what you're doing. It's like, I, she's not out playing golf. That's what I wanted to go do, you know? So um, try to find that niche of how can I do that? And that's kind of what brought me to teaching. So, yeah. uh, the, you know, as through the internships, we've put, put on some programs, you know, started some things up. Um, out at Trump, we started up their, really their lesson program or their lesson, their golf school out there, uh, which has now grown tremendously. So that's that was cool to kind of be a part of to see that start up and then now grow. Um, and that that's where it was like, wow, this you know I'm outside, I'm I've got a club in my hand, we're hitting shots on the range, I'm showing people how to. Really, what it was is like, I could show people how to love this game as much as I do, you know, and that was. That was really what I think kind of brought me into the instruction world. That's a cool. That's a cool way to look at yeah, it. Yeah. Because obviously, it is a business, like you said, yeah. and you have business responsibilities. Right, right. But you're you're getting people to appreciate and love the game like you have, yeah, and that yeah. that can happen in a lot of different different ways. Right. You know, you got guys that they're great players. They're just, they're frustrated. You know, how do you okay? How do we get rid of your frustration? Or you got, you know, guys that are just picking up the game. They're happy as can be hitting the ball all over the golf course, you know. Right. So, um, tailoring those, you know. <laughs> take take me back to uh, college real quick. So, yeah. Ferris State was the first PGM program in the country? Yep. Of so any school? First, first accredited PGA university. First so accredited. First and best. God. <laughs> and, and largest? I don't know if they're still the largest. I had 100 guys start my program. We graduated with less than 50. And and it's a normal college. There's yeah. other programs. Yeah, there's other programs. So, so school? Oh, it's uh, 15, I think 15,000 people. It's not like okay. a... And then what, what would you say, like 300 to 500 are in the PGA, PGA program? PGA program, yeah. My class had 100 guys in it, so yeah, up to, up to 500 guys going through at once. So is there like, a, is there just... A frat row of golf nerds somewhere, oh, yeah. Yeah. like everywhere. <laughs> um, I mean, so Ferris State's a very program-oriented school. Yeah. So you had you had your optometry was huge. You had your um, basically your your police force school was huge, and then a lot of mechanical stuff like trades, um, HVAC, and but they're all you know go engineers. I mean, so it's very you go to Ferris. You're not going to go to Ferris State for your business degree I mean some people do but I mean it's not your top choice right so you go there because you've got a, an idea of what you want to do um, but yeah going to school with a bunch of golf guys I mean it was it was fun to say the least I mean golf course as much as we could up there practicing playing you know classes were you know we we had a the way our, our program was set up, you'd go on internships and you'd come back and then all of a sudden you're back for a summer and you're taking classes through summer and the, the classes are, it's still classes, but 
the teachers are a little bit more lax. You know, it's a it's a fun summer because we're we're just it's basically just hanging out with your buddies and playing golf and going to class kind of when you wanted to. But you know, it's still still very uh, productive. But uh, yeah, we had tournaments every week. You know, those were those were always fun. Um, had guys, you know, we always they were always on a Sunday, so you know the the rollover from Saturday night was was always something to, you know, keep in keep in the back of our mind that that we're all there. Um, but you'd see guys, everybody's out, you know, out the night before, and then we're all at the golf course at seven a.m. teeing it up. So and do you do you stay in touch with guys from yeah, college? Yeah, yeah. And I, I'd imagine they're all over the country because if you go into that program, yeah. you gotta kind of realize like, yeah. hey, I'm. You know, there I'm was there cool. was a time for me. It was like, okay, do I want to? Do I want to keep moving, you know, out to California and back to Michigan every six months? Not really, you know. I mean, sure. I mean, yeah. If if I want that kind of lifestyle, which could be fun, yeah. but I think it's a lot of work, right? Uh, for what you're doing and what you're getting and all of that, you know. And, and kind of back to that being a head pro position just wasn't something that I saw myself doing at the end of the at the end of the time um but yeah i've got guys spread all over the place actually some in europe at this point um i can go in anywhere in the u.s and probably call somebody that i know in the pga so it's just such yeah a cool it's, a, it's a cool yeah it's a yeah. cool family you know yeah. everybody um there was a pgm house we threw some some fun parties there you know everybody knew the pgm guys we were we were uh we were a well-known group of guys at the school, you know, <laughs> kind of, you know, traveled in groups. Everybody could kind of tell who we were, you know, just, there's a, there's a lot of, you know, stereotypes about golfers and they were all met. You know? <laughs> yeah. Just ripping but, drivers oh, late yeah. night into college oh, yeah. campus. Yeah. And, anywhere we could. Yeah. Teen it up. Back, back porch, you know, <laughs> so, putting contests through, through the hallways. So this is, uh, this is a little different podcast for me. You know, we call it the untold stories in golf because um, we want to focus on people that maybe haven't, their story's not out there. Right. You know, you go on Twitter, you go on right. all the different social and you're going to find, you know, the, the interviews with Dustin Johnson or Rory or whoever. But yeah. one of the, the um, guests that our members have enjoyed the most are PGA professionals. Yeah. And it, it dawned on me that uh, you guys don't really get to tell your stories. Right. In a public fashion, especially yep. if you're if you're a PGA pro at a private club or or you know it's just it's just one of those things where right because it's almost you got to be careful because you don't want to make any members unhappy of course right of course right so <laughs> so I, I just think it's uh, it's been cool to see our members and our audience connect with your guys' stories right. so you know that's one reason is that you are a PGA professional you work with hundreds of different golfers on their right. golf swing and you do you know instruction here at Smart Golf so that's that's one but the the thing that makes it different for me is uh, our personal connection right so you're the first person I've had on the podcast that I actually know prior to the okay. podcast right. yeah. so this has been uh, uh, I've been looking forward to yeah, this because we do we have that you know uh, you've helped me in, my, in the off season with my golf swing uh, you're now helping you know some of our members as yeah. well, uh, but I do have a bone to pick with you. <laughs> All right. Before we get started, yeah. uh, a little birdie told me that for a undisclosed amount of money that you're willing to tinker with my golf <laughs> swing oh. to uh, is that Paul? And have yeah. Well, I don't want to name names, <laughs> but Paul's yeah, got I mean, a swing. 
Well, All has got to go. I, I, doctors have, like, HIPAA compliance and, you know, <laughs> oh, patient yeah. disclosures. Like, do, in the PJ profession, is there some type of <laughs> consent form that... Like, I mean, maybe maybe there should be. <laughs> <laughs> I you think know? so. I, you can't talk you about... You want to win a match? I mean... Yeah. You're hurting my numbers already <laughs> in the future. And uh, no, so uh, that was funny that Paul said you were willing to uh, you know mess with me over the winter time to throw I some think numbers you, but, it, but at the same time I think you I think you would kind of catch on to that pretty quickly. <laughs> I think we've worked enough together that I'd say, What the, where's this come from? Um, and so, you know, from our background and you helping me with my, my game, which uh, you know, frankly I, I hadn't seen uh, I don't want to talk about my game this whole podcast that's just who wants to listen to that sure we do but i do think it's a really great um example of you know i grew up with pj professionals in my life um working with a few different ones just friends of the family and and i had a lot of instruction so it was a huge foundation for me right um and then you know you get into competitive golf and i started playing college I, i saw less and less of them but uh my game kind of, you know, kind of disappeared. I stopped playing for almost five years, and you know where I'd only play five right. or so rounds. So my game really was rusty, yeah. and I got back in competitive golf a little bit. But you know, you were the first PG professional that I said, okay, I wanna, I wanna see if I can really, you know, tune up. Can here. I play still? Yeah, can I yeah. play still? Yeah. yeah. And uh, I think you proved that this summer. I, I played the best golf of my life. I did yeah. last summer, and and that was in in large part due to our time together. So, um, hey, you put the work in. What? Yeah. I just recommended things. Yeah, yeah. Well, that that helps too. Yeah. Uh, what What do you? Um, well, I, I want to use this example of uh, I I grew up with knee problems. Yeah. I was fourteen when the doctor first told me I had early arthritis, which I didn't. What isn't that what grandpa yeah. has? Like, why sure. do I have that? That doesn't right. make sense. So I've always had just knee aches, and, and it's kept me off the golf course if like two days in a row. If I played 36 holes, I wasn't playing right. in the next couple of days because right. I was sore. Right. Um, and uh, there were some things in the golf swing that you helped me discover uh, that really helped with my knee pain. Yeah. So it, it's not just like my score at that point. It's my quality well, of your, life. You your score back. is almost inhibited by that pain, right? I mean, yeah. your body is going to react to this pain's coming do something to save yourself and then there's your drive right or there's your pull left, you know, something that you don't really intend on happening, right? So mm-hmm. eliminating that pain is, is part of it too. Yeah. But I think what we came to was, you know, there's there's so many things said in the golf industry that everybody believes it's for them, you know, and it's not. <laughs> um, keep your knees still is, is something that you shouldn't ever do. You know, with knee issues, let those things move around. Your feet move around a little bit, but the way that they move was correctly, right? So, like the the motion or the 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 muscle memory of that motion was good, but yeah, maybe there was a little bit of movement. Sure, it could make it harder for you to to square up the face, but you're good enough at that, you know. So, but then also restricting those knees would have caused pain and then caused us to do other things, right? So we free up your, your knees and your feet. You get a little bit of a tempo and a rhythm actually through your feet. Um, and, you, and you swing the club great, you know, and, and you're able to do that without the pain. And I think that's huge. Yeah, so that, for context, um, and maybe it helped to, to where you identified that in a, in a drill, I think. Yeah. We were trying to get my left side to clear. 
Because yeah. I kind of will change my spine angle. I go down it a little bit. But right. if I can stand up a little bit more and yeah. turn around my left right. hip, um, it, it usually helps. So we were doing, I think I was just stepping yeah, into the ball. As soon as you bent over your side, it's yeah. kind of game over. Right. So, so I think we were just working on that left hip turn around yeah. me. And you had me kind of step into it. Yeah. Um, so that step then became a little bit of a, a, a trigger, a, a trigger, yeah. and, and it stuck with my swing. And anyone that plays with me knows that that's like, yeah. th- that's my calling card now. Right. Is people are like, oh yeah, he's got the, the fancy feet, yeah. and knees that, that move. But um, tell, but does talk, it tell does it hinder your game though? Right. So somebody would somebody could easily tell you, hey, your your feet are moving all over the place. You know, this is why you're missing him, but it's not. You know, for you specifically, right. for you know, somebody else, yeah, for one of my other students, I mean, 25, used to be 30 handicap, you know, his knees need, need to relax, you know, they need yeah, to yeah. calm down, um, because all, one, one, two, the motion isn't correct, you know, so there's different motions you can make, and if you're, if they're moving, and we see it moving, and if it's moving in the right pattern, so to say, then, then we're okay, but... Sure, if we could stabilize it a little bit and still keep the pain away, that would be one thing. But for you, let them move. You yeah. know? Um, but I wouldn't tell that to everybody. Yeah. You know, so. And that's what I wanted to, to focus on and why I brought it up is, like, how do you adjust for player by player? Like, are you looking at, I, I know you guys do the fitness assessment. Like, how important is the fitness assessment to then when you finally see their swing? Oh, it's, uh, I mean, from a, I've seen a lot of golf swings, so you kind of have an idea just by seeing that. You know, I wouldn't say first swing, but you can you can see what's going on first swing without even video, right? So then we get into it, and you slow it down. You look at trends, and you look at misses and, and dispersion, and, and where they think they hit it, and their intention, what's going on in their mind, and what is actually happening, because those are probably two very different things. Uh, for most players, even even good players, I've seen it. You know, um, let's say a guy's got a term we use is, is called flying elbow, right? Up at the top, your arms way separated from your body, um, gets back behind you. It's not really in a great spot. A lot of good, a lot of players play from there. Um, Who's a good player that plays from there? I mean, Dustin Johnson gets way up there. Okay, right, all right. He's out a little bit, but yeah. his arms are still relatively in front of his chest. Um, and I, I guess not many. But usually but, it's a sign of, of something. Yeah, usually it's a sign of some compensation that you're doing to, to try to make sure you square up the, the club better. Um, or a lot of it's just you're trying to use a lot of arms. Yeah. You know, you get yeah. guys that are trying to really get the arms way up there and then yank down with the arms. That's, that's not swinging a golf club, that's hitting a golf ball. Uh, but a lot of times... We're, we're limited with that rotation in the shoulder, you know, so it's our rotator cuff. And if we're, if we can't actually rotate our arm, you know, from a, in, a, in an L position 90-90 test, then we're going to, we know that we can't, you just can't physically get to that position. So we're either going to work on that and make sure that that improves and then start working on it in the golf swing. But, you know, you got a guy with, um, with some shoulder issues and you give them the towel drill or, you know, the, um, Babe Ruth, you know, put something under your armpit drill, then, then we're, he comes back to you two weeks later, man, my shoulder is just so sore. You know, what's going on? I've, I'm sleeping on it different. I'm not doing anything else different. 
I mean, the golf pro doesn't even think about it. Oh, wait, he's got the towel under his arm. He can't even move his arm. You know, so I think that's one thing in golf instruction that could improve is just to make sure that, you know, this, this instruction is tailored towards this person's body. I mean, that's our number one tool. Yeah. Uh, and everybody's body is, is limited or, or works a little bit differently. Their, their coordination or their, their movement patterns are, are different, you know. Because the example of that, you could strengthen... I'm sure it's like a back muscle or, or yeah. there, there's probably, there's muscles that could be strengthened yeah. to help oh, yeah. with that, right? Yeah, for sure. You know, um, you, you strengthen up, um, you strengthen up your back, your upper back and your shoulder girdle. And then all of a sudden you do a lot of stretching of it, but you know, you got to make sure that there's some strength around it so you don't just rip it, yeah. rip it out of there. Right. So it's, it's a slow process and everybody, I think, you know, in, in golf instruction, when you're brand new at this game, there's this notion that it's like, I can get really good really fast. You know, if I go take a lesson, you know, all right, so Brett Favre started teaching people how to throw a football, right? Just in his example, you know, I want to be the best quarterback. I'm going to go take two, two throwing lessons with Brett Favre and I'm on, I'm, I'm going, you know, I'm on, I'm on a pro team one day. You know, I, don't, I think that's the, that's the idea, though, that guys have getting into this this game um and then back to kind of what we were talking about earlier where you've got your your newer players and higher handicaps and you've got your your better players who just don't really understand what to practice yeah. you know so but yeah i think the, the fitness part is, is huge um just knowing how this this motion is going to work out and then tailoring that motion to what they they're able to do in the golf swing right you know yeah that what you practice is it's huge yeah Right, because it's like, especially you know, if you're not a junior player who's right. got all day, you know, maybe you cut right. a few lawns and yeah. you go beat balls. Yeah. Right? Like if you're a working professional, we don't have you, time. You don't have the time. And I think so, that's something also people forget about. Yeah. You know, is that hey, we're in Chicago here. You know, some people are lucky enough to have a, a year-round golf season, but we're in Chicago. It's also difficult for us to go from a city to go play. We know it's going to be an eight-hour day, you know, with travel and playing and food and, and all that, you know. Um, we've got full, full-time jobs. We only have a, a set amount of time that we can actually allocate to golf instruction. So we have to always remember what those expectations can be. Like, hey, I've got, you know, two hours a week that I can spend on golf. Are we going to, are you going to get really, really good in two hours? I mean, you can get better. Right? Um, depends on what you do with those two hours. Are you just going to go hit your eight iron because you love hitting your eight iron 150 yards and you can just keep hitting the green? You know, you're good at that. Let's move on to something you're not good at and yeah. get better there. Yeah. You know, I, I think like uh, I, I appreciated um, when I first, you know, had a, a session with you is that like you were really focused on, you know, what are my goals? Yeah. Like maybe my goals were. To, to get on tour well right. then we're going to put a plan together that yeah. <laughs> does that or is it I just wanted to enjoy myself a little bit more I wanted to find something that worked more consistently yeah. and and I've seen you with other players too um, you know I'll give him a shout out Raj Patel he's yeah. a good buddy of mine and we teamed up in some stuff but he's only been playing like four years three I think. And, yeah four yeah, yeah. Maybe, maybe four now but I mean and, and he's made huge strides. Yeah. He's not going to give you any of the credit, by the way. He's going to take all I, of it I for hope himself. He does, yeah. But uh, you got to have that mindset if you want to be good. But I, I love talking to him about like 
it's kind of the same thing. Like we talk about what are we trying to get out of today? What are we trying to get out of the next hour, the next two hours? Yeah. And and when you don't have a lot of time to practice, like that's really important because you got to set yeah. your expectation right. Yeah. You know? And I think Raj is a great example. He's, he's one of my hardest working students. You know, he takes what I say. Granted, you know, through the summer, he was to a point where it's like, okay, let's just, let's take the swing that we've built over this last winter. Let's just go have fun with it. I don't want to be thinking swing mechanics. I just want to go play golf. You know, it's no fun to go out there thinking about, is my club too inside? Is it too high up? Is the club face open? Is it closed? You know, there's a lot of instinct involved in golf that I don't think many people give credit to. And the only reason we make a swing change is to make your instinct better so you can square up the face easier. You know, yeah. you're good. Everybody says I use the hands. You're going to use the hands. It's what you square the face with, you know. It's how the ball makes sure that we're navigating this thing in the right direction. Yeah. Um, but this week, I'm headed out of town. He changed a flight to make sure he could get in with me. We had a lesson, and we got to a great spot, and I was like, show me how to practice this. And through through that night he texts me in the morning he's like i changed my flight you still got that three o'clock available for practice i need to make sure i'm doing this right because i'm going to be doing this for the next two weeks if i get this what do i do next you know and i said no you get better at this first you know so we're, we are making some some major changes for him this year because he's he's got the skill set and he's got the drive and he's got the want you yeah know, um and the practice habits i mean he comes in here probably three to four times a week you know and grinds it out does exactly what I tell him to do, um, and then when he, he knows that when he gets to a point where I, I let him start swinging again, it's just going to be that much better. Yeah, um, dedication. Yeah, 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 it really is. And, and, and he, then I've got right. Guys, he, he knows how to practice. Yeah, he knows yeah. how to get how to work on the stuff. Right, and yeah. what what reps are important? How to how to what feedback? You know, yeah. I'm not going to be here. He wanted to come in to make sure that when I look at this screen. And I'm I'm looking at these numbers, and I'm what what am I looking for? You know, um, what numbers specifically do I want to see? What do we want to see on on the screen? Because he's going through, like I said, a, a more of a swing mechanic change, and I think that there's um, and he's gone through through all of these stages. But there's a big part of golf instruction where. If we're not hitting the ball better right away, we think we're doing something wrong. The coach freaks out and he moves on to the next one, right? Which is 100% true. You know, you, we've seen you hit some bad shots and, and you probably heard me. Good. That was a great shot. You know, that was a great mechanic. You know, well, Max, I just hit it straight right. It didn't even hit the screen. You know, the screen's 12 <laughs> feet in front of me. Yeah. Um, and I'm over there, you know, jumping up and down. And you'll figure out how to hit it. You know, your brain will make start making adjustments. You keep you keep doing the same mechanic, and your brain will adjust. Say, oh, we don't have to close the face anymore. Or, oh, we don't have to try to flip the hands open to, to get it up in the air. You know, it's just look at that. It's all just happening, yeah. um, and it gets it gets easier. So, what would you tell the guy that gets frustrated quickly? So maybe. You know, they they do have that higher expectation. They yeah. they start trending the other direction. Right. What what would you tell them? Um, you know, a couple weeks in, I'm sure you guys have those. Oh yeah, those memories, for sure. You know? Um, I mean, you get guys that if you see it inside, it's incredible. Throwing clubs, you know, throwing clubs at their golf bag um, from you know 
five, six, seven, eight feet away, and we've got all this technology. <laughs> That's expensive. Like, yeah, what, you, expensive what are you gear, thinking here? What, what's going on? I know this is difficult, but I'm not going to give you something that's easy. And that, you know, that, so that, that driver's not cheap either. <laughs> right. I think it's. I think the big part of that in controlling frustration is is number one, setting expectations, setting, getting their, getting their mind in the right spot. It's it's almost as I've the more and more lessons that I teach, there is a philosophy for everybody's coaching, but they're mostly similar. You know, if you're coming over the top, we've got hundreds of drills to get you to not come over the top. But, you know, somebody just kind of throwing drills at you is one thing. Somebody cycling through them trying to find what works is another, you know. And then, okay, that's working, now let's, let's practice that. So, if they're getting frustrated in a lesson, you kind of have to take a step back and say, hey, listen, this is, this is our, our main issue. Let's say this guy's coming over the top and he's just hitting it right, can't, can't seem to get it to, to turn over right to left. You know, everything is just starting right and going right. I mean, it's a very common problem in, in most golf swings. You know, most yeah. higher handicappers... 15 and up you know you don't you don't get too many low-level handicappers that are you know tomahawking it down into the ground yeah um but you have to kind of you, you monitor the situation you know everybody reacts differently some guys are ready and they know what they're getting into and they know that this is going to be difficult you know they're they're probably going to hit some bad shots so there's i started talking about it there's there's really three spots of of golf instruction there's um, you know, there's a, there's a mechanical change spot where it's a training stage, you know, and, and in that stage, we're not worried about ball flight at all. You know, uh, I've got a, a student, he has gained speed from, I mean, the guy is in shape, you know, he's bodybuilding body type. I mean, he can deadlift 450 pounds, but he was swinging the golf club 90 miles an hour, and it's like, kidding me i'm i'm up 180 pounds 185 pounds i can deadlift nowhere near that and i'm swinging at 115 what's you know and he looks at me like this is ridiculous you know but he didn't understand where power came from right so his power it, he can lift 450 pounds deadlift right that's his legs <laughs> he wasn't using that in the golf swing yeah. so a lot of training went into that so we're at a, we're at a point where he's He's finally figured out how to do all of that, and now we're trying to get him to hit more up on the ball with his driver because he's just hitting down on it. It's a, it's a fade because before we were working on rotation and power from the legs. We didn't care where the ball was going. We're starting to care a little bit more now, and now he's working to hit up on it. So he can control it when he's not worried about hitting up on it, but he's getting nowhere near the distance he should get because he's went from 90 miles an hour to 115 miles an hour. So yeah. huge jump for him in speed. Most guys aren't going to see that. But um, now that we're into this training of hitting up on it, he's, he knows that I'm hitting the ball all over the place. I don't care. You know, I'm, getting to, I'm starting to hit up on it. Once he's comfortable with doing that and he, there's, there's no thought of the club's coming, you know, with a positive attack angle through impact, then we start to dial back, okay, 
you know how to control a club face. Let's get you back to square again. But if you try to control a club face and hit up on it, all kinds of bad things are happening. You know, so, uh, and then centerness of contact, you know. So it's a, it's a fun stage with him, actually, because he's made so much prog progress mechanically. I'm, I'm almost ready to say, hey, like, we're, we're almost, it, granted, it's been four years he came from nothing. Yeah. Uh, never swung a golf club, didn't really play many sports. Um, you know, stood on the line in football, but is that going to help you swing a golf club better? I don't know. Um, yeah, some coordination and, and athleticism there for sure, but from a rotational sport, you know, then we dive into, well, did you play baseball? Yeah, okay. What was your, your good batter? No, I hated it. It was the worst batter. You know? Oh, okay, good. You know, so knowing those things is, is definitely something to know. Yeah. Um, then you get into your, your, from your training to your practice where you do care about ball flight and then your play. And we're out playing golf. So those, you said three areas, right? I'd say there's mechanics, like three pillars. Yeah, three pillars, mechanics, practice, and play. I like that. Something we kind of, here at Smart Golf, kind of live by, really. I mean, because you get so many guys that, and background is huge. Athleticism is huge. Um, you know, we've got, we've got, Things kind of in place, you know, we've talked about them, 11 characteristics, you know, I think that's, so many people ask, well, how long is it going to take for me to get better, you know, and, and these things like, um, these things like age and time available and, and years played, you know, if you're eight years old and you've played hockey and tennis and, and every sport under the sun and you're coming to see me for golf lessons, I'm going to watch this eight-year-old rip the ball down the fairway because he has got all of the things that he needs to do that, you know, and, and he's young enough. Okay, maybe I should use the 12-year-old example because they can kind of process things a little bit better. Um, and he, you, you tell him where to, what to do. Actually, 10 is the best age. You tell him what to do. <laughs> you got to get you gotta and, get uh, and they can, they do that. And then you see what the change is in the golf swing. They don't know it. It just it happens for them. They react to it. And maybe they hit a couple bad ones, but then it their changes are way faster than for you. It'd be difficult to make a, a very major swing change because your swing, you've got a beautiful swing. There's a lot of good attributes to it, right? From a mechanical standpoint, there's not many things that, sure, there's things that can go wrong. We know what those are, but we know how to also manage those. Um, but for me to tell you, you know, okay, we gotta, <laughs> I'm trying to pick something that we, you could do better, you know, <laughs> but it's hard to find that, you know, uh, let's, let's just, for example, let's say we wanted to get your arms a little tighter to the body, you yeah, know, so you're, yeah. so we're controlling it more with the torso. Uh, there's a, there's a way for you to practice that, which is going to take a lot, much longer than me to, me to tell, you know, Neil, who's 10 years old. Hey, Neil, we got to get the arms here. Oh, like this? Okay. Right, boom. One, two, three. Oh, you got it. Okay. Let's do that for like a half hour. Let's see if we can add something else and get that to stick. And then we'll manage that next week, see if it's still there. You know, or it's it's just making sure they're having fun. You know, but from uh, from that 11 characteristics, you know, we, we just don't realize the time. Yeah. I, I think... It's cool listening to you explain this because I've seen you do some of these things. Um, and there's so many pieces that got to come together. Oh, right. But one thing, um, 
and you complimented me, and so I'm blushing, so I'm going to compliment <laughs> you. Uh, you have this really human element to your coaching where uh, you do try to make it fun. I think that's always really yeah. important. But you aren't afraid to be wrong. Right. And and I've seen, you know, not, not just golf coaches or, or right. golfers. Yeah. You know, people hate feeling um, like they're wrong. Right. And, and it makes them, you know, insecure and all these other things. But oh, there, there's yeah. been times where, like, we'll be working on a drill. And you're like, all right, hey, I'd like to, let's say it's, you know, having your arms more connected to the body. And you'll be doing, you'll tell me to do a drill. I'll hit, like, three and you go, no, I don't like that drill. That's, you, you'll blow it up. You'll yeah. be like, yeah, let's blow that up. Let's go with yeah. this one instead. Because I'm sure it's what you're saying. Yeah. You're watching I don't, how I I learn. don't see, sure, you're doing what I'm asking you to do, but it's not your reaction to that isn't what I expected it to be, right. you know, and it's a, it's a cool thing where, you know, let's say we've got that guy coming over the top and I kind of mentioned this earlier where just because I give you one drill and then it's like, I jump to the next one and then I jump to the next one. It's not because I don't know what's going on. It's because it's not working, <laughs> um, which I should probably explain a little bit better. Right. Okay. You know, I just, we just tried four different things. Now your mind from a student's aspect is just like, which one do you want me to do? You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, well, you'll, you'll tell me to, hey, forget completely about completely, that. Like, we just, and I'm pretty, I mean, I'm not that smart, but I'm pretty good at forgetting stuff. Yeah. So. Oh, yeah. We <laughs> all are. It's like, yeah, okay, It's good. But the thing is that it's so hard to get that to stick, you know. So even if it, even if we try it five times, ten times, you, you can revert back to your normal swing. I can... I can go through a whole lesson with guys doing drills. Well, the, the, there's so many different scenarios, but you know, one of the, this was, this is a fun one. Um, one of my students, he just, I mean, club path 14 degrees into out club face five degrees shot. I mean, you can just imagine that ball is starting left and it's moving so far left, you know, and finally got him to control the face, get it a little bit more open path was still, 15 degrees into out. I mean, he's hitting these bubble watts and push draws like you've never seen it. Uh, but could get around the golf course, you know, yeah. shoot 85. You know, so he's happy. Yeah. Um, obviously, we want to, we want to get better. So he wants to see a little bit straighter ball. I want to see a little bit straighter ball flight. I'm sure he wants to not be in the left woods every you know every few holes because it's bound to happen with what he's doing. Yeah. Um, just too hard to control. So we I get him doing this drill where he's just trying to swing over the top as much as he can, hit these big slices, and he, he cannot hit a ball, cannot. And we do this for a half hour, and it's just top, top city, you know, skank, skank. It's just not good, and he's not having any fun. Okay, let's, uh, let's see this. Go ahead, set up. Just take your, take your normal swing now. Takes his normal swing, club path was three degrees into out, club face was one degree open, he hits this nice tight little draw and he looks at me and he's like, what was that? It's <laughs> like, that's all the drills you just did. You know, so we, for him, we introduced something that felt and was so different and then it just added a little bit to his normal swing. So now he's going to, he's going to practice that and he's probably not going to hit very many good shots, but then when he goes to actually just execute a normal swing, what feels like a normal swing to him, it's club path has come down right you know so it's a uh, uh, you don't get that with everybody you know that's a special case but there's how, how many different schools of thought do you think there are around instruction 
like the philosophies is maybe a better way to put it because I know many golf instructors are there. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Um, No, I think I think that it's gotten a lot tighter um, from a golf instruction standpoint. I think there's a lot more similarities. I think there's a lot more cut and dry. This is this is the problem. This is what we're going to fix. These are the first steps to take. And I think that a lot more people are on that same page than they were ten years ago. Even um, what do you what do you credit that to? Uh, I would say technology. To be honest, I mean, not even, not even necessarily TrackMan. I mean, TrackMan's huge. Don't get me wrong. I, that's like our bread and butter. That's what we use daily. But because like, we can look at a number and know what their swing's going to look like or what's going wrong with their swing. But the the slow motion video, I mean, you can even do it on your phone now, you know, just to be able to, it's it's the body. I think it's understanding that, you know, there's this unnatural way of swinging a golf club isn't so unnatural. Look at a baseball player, look at a, player, look at a batter, look at a tennis player, look at cricket, look at hammer throwing, you know. There are so many similarities in every athletic movement. Um, look at a basketball player. They shoot with their arms in front of their body. You know, we want our arms in front of the body in the golf swing, too. You know, so it's, uh, I, I think the, the biggest one is, is yeah, is, is just that, you know. Um, that, that with um, data around all these sports and movement and, and yeah, just that knowing. Knowing what the patterns are, yeah, less being guesswork. able being able to see so much information now compiled, it's yeah. like it's not a question anymore. You know, there was there was, there was a, a a video on YouTube of Justin Rose explaining how he hit a fade, and then five years later explaining how to hit a fade a completely different way. <laughs> really, totally totally opposing views. One was. Yeah, I, I come down the line, and at, right at impact, I open up the club face, you know. And what he was really doing is he holding the club face open and cutting across it. Right. You know, um, and that's what he explained five years later. The same thing or different? Uh, he's, he explained that he was holding the face open and cutting across oh, it, or before oh, it, was it was a at, manipulation at impact. At impact, interesting. And it was, I think he had, like, explained the path incorrectly. It was, it was comical. Yeah, that's, I mean... Even and he's uh, got one of the most. A tour level player doesn't understand why the ball goes from right to left or left to right. I mean, now we know. Yeah. You know, so, and so, I think that we can, we can get a much better analysis of of what level of player you actually are. I don't have to listen to you tell me that your short game's great, but you three putt, you know, nine of the eighteen holes. <laughs> <laughs> so. You, you brought up videos. I wanted to ask you this just because I think we all do it where you can, uh, you know, let's call it the, the DIY fixer yeah. You yeah. Know, at home is just like looking at videos on YouTube or Instagram oh. or Twitter and, the they're, and they're just running yeah. through trying to figure out, man, why am I? Oh, you, you search grip on YouTube and you'll get a couple hundred thousand videos of golf grip. So what, what's your thought on that because it, it I mean you can't it is helpful like I, I yeah. I've been I've but that's like going it. to the pharmacy and getting to pick out your own drugs <laughs> you know you go to a doctor and I think you you mentioned this earlier you know 
Well, they hit the go see a go see a PGA pro. You know that we're we're the doctors of golf. You know we know what's going on. Well, you're um, not because you you share you know patient information <laughs> with other patients. So yeah, I gotta be careful. I, I, yeah, exactly. No, no. Continue though. You're, no, you're, it's uh, you're you're not gonna go to the doctor and tell them what's wrong. You know, you can give them some some feedback, but he's gonna really run some tests and he's gonna tell you what's wrong. Yeah. And we've gotten to a point in the golf industry where it it is that we know now. You know, we know that your internal rotation on your right hip isn't great because you sit at a desk and you face to the right all the time you know um your your hips don't move anymore oh you fly six days a week okay well let's talk about that you know so um you go to the doctor and, and they prescribe you the medication there's no disclaimer on any of those videos that say okay you hit the ball starting right and going to the right, this is what you can do to help that. Or you hit the ball fat, this is what you can do to help that. Or, or you hit the ball on the toe, these are some drills that you can do to help that. But they also don't understand that they're not all going to work. Right. you got to find the right one. You know, So having, having somebody there to, to walk you through those steps and basically hold your hands so you don't fall down and, mm -hmm. and run away and quit um, because it's hard. I think it's scary for a lot of people, but when you find the right drill and you can do it, and then you you get into a a place where you're you're not so freaked out and so frustrated, and you're also not doing something so easy, but you're right in the middle where it's like I'm getting better at this, yeah. you know. And, and I think that's the biggest thing is I had a student come to me, left-handed player, played a fade, and you know he played it playing in the golf week amateur tour. Uh, D flight. He wanted to move up to the to you know the C flight. His goal was to be in B flight. You know, so we were making good progress. He wanted. He actually got first place in a couple, and it was looking like he's going to move up. And I think it was. I honestly think it was the championship of that that tour. And he comes to me. He's like, Max, I played so bad. It was just a disaster. I don't know what was going on. I'm like, Eddie, what happened? And he's like, You know, it just. All of a sudden, I'm playing this fade again. It just started fading on me. Everything's right, 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 right. You know, sorry, left, left, left for a, for a left-handed, yeah, left-handed player. Everything's going left. Um, and I'm like, how? We, you're, you're you're hitting this draw all season. What did what? Talk me through this. We dive in. It took 15 minutes for me to find out that he watched this YouTube video. <laughs> I get this video up on the screen. Within the first 30 seconds, the guy does say, I'll give him credit, he's like, okay, so if you're hitting, you know, a big hook, and it's starting, you know, for a right-handed golfer, way to the left and moving way left, this will help you hit it more of a fade, or, or for you, more of a straighter shot. And I looked at him, like, I paused it, like, so, what did he just say there? <laughs> Are you hitting a hook? He's like, no. I was like, were you hitting a nice draw? He's like, yeah. I was like, why? He's like... Like, well, I kind of wanted to hit a fade. I'm like, why? You used to play a slice. Like, we got you hitting this night. And he's like, yeah, I guess you're right. That was stupid. You know? <laughs> so it, that that should be in the description or like, you know, on a pill bottle. This is for, for these, you know. Yeah. I, for, for me, as you're saying that, I keep thinking of back to uh, habits. Yeah. And, and I know you're a big fan of, what is it, The Power of Habit? Yeah. Is yeah. A book that, That's a good book. And, and you can ingrain 
uh, bad habits quicker than you can good. I mean, yeah. or just as quickly. Right. And so it's almost like when when we're doing a drill and you blow it up and you're like, I don't like that drill. Let's stop it. If you're not there, guess what I do? I spend the whole hour doing that drill. Right. Yeah. And then what did I just do? I probably ingrained a bad habit yeah. with good intentions. Right. So and now you're now you don't even know where you are. Yeah. It's crazy to me. I mean, like, like it's you guys have a ton of information. Because then I your think. head starts spinning, and you're like, "Well, what could it be? This could it be that? I'm doing this drill. It's right. I'm doing this right, but it's not producing what it should be doing." You know, and it's like then you're now manipulating somewhere else to try to try to make that work when really it's like that doesn't work for you. Yeah. You know. Um, What's um? So you guys don't have. At least, you know, Smart Golf is an indoor facility, an yeah. awesome indoor facility. Yeah. But you guys don't have the benefit of seeing people out in the golf course. So, so what you, I, get, I get out there and play with my guys. Yeah. I try to get out at least once or twice a week. I mean, again, that's why I'm working in this industry, so I can play. Yeah. You know, I hit balls every day. Uh, I work on my, I get out of a lesson, 8 o'clock. <laughs> You'll find me here till 9 hitting balls, you know. Girlfriend's real happy of that. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I think... You do get to see some outdoor play, but it's not, yeah, it's it's not the same as, you know, being at the back of a range and actually getting to see ball flight and turf contact and jumping in a bunker and um, creating some wicked lies, you know, that we don't, you showed me this this shot this year, blading that, that wedge, you know, from the, from the rough on that, I mean, there's no better shot from there, though, you know? Um, was that like up against the collar? Or no, you about? were Beverly 14, up the hill, big hill on the, on the right side. Yeah. You were up on the right, and I think you just like blade putted it down the hit, down through the rough oh, yeah. and <laughs> to a tight pin to like a foot, <laughs> yeah. you know? Yeah, this is just Beverly's greens. Like there's, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I could try to spin a shot and it yeah. just doesn't hold. Right. But yeah, like the, the playing stuff. And I guess my question was around... Like, what, I don't want to ask this. I mean, it's, it's advice to take it to the golf course, right? People right. will work with you on the range or they'll work right. with you on the simulator or the track man. Yeah. And, and they might feel like they have it, but oh, there, they, is, that, there they, is that connection point to the golf course. Right. So, like, what, what do you see as, as really helpful in that in getting people to, to, to now put it into play? Because we are, you're right, we're playing the game. Right, so it goes back to those three pillars. I mean... So let's say for you, we never really had to hit like a training pillar, right? We never got you to a point where it was like, we're making a giant mechanical change. We made some little adjustments and tweaks along the way, uh, but then there's, you know, there's our training and then there's our practice. So there's there's some really great things now. You know, we used to right under scorecard fairway, missed it right, missed it left, green, short, long, right, left, you know. Putts, we track all this stuff. We write it down on our scorecard. We got hundreds of scorecards with all kinds of data on it that we have not piled, compiled anywhere, right? <laughs> Who knows how many, what's my average fairway percentage? I don't know. But there's some technology out there now that we use to, to, make sh to just track, you know. <laughs> and it's more, most people just don't know. You know, it's not that they're lying to me that, that they're good chipping and putting. They just don't know how bad they actually are. You know, because uh, everybody's, everybody's short game is so good. <laughs> so good. Uh, that's the first thing you hear. Um, but it's, in, in reality, 
when you tie in and you got guys that are chipping twice and you know then they proceeded to you know they chip twice and then they two putt there's four strokes yeah. like you want to be in the 80s well there's a chance right there you just shot 92 you know um but they don't they don't see that they just see oh well i could have hit the drive better or i could have hit my iron shot better well yeah so could have tiger you know <laughs> i think there was there was something that reminisced with me he got out of an interview said uh forget who was interviewing him but said tiger it was incredible you, you won it today you know you hit you, you didn't miss a shot he looked at him was like didn't miss a shot i hit one good one today one one shot that i actually expect intended to hit I, everything else was just a, a good miss and that wow. you know humble wow. uh, but that's kind of golf yeah you know right. so sure that you got guys that want to go out and it's like they have a good day if they're if they just hit the ball then it feels good you know, they don't, regardless of score. Um, then you get guys that shoot a 79 and they're pissed because, you know, they could have made two more putts, you know, for that lower score. Right. So. Right. So it's, there's like, we see so many different factors go into people's enjoyment. And I think enjoyment of golf. Yeah. Enjoyment of playing the game. And, you know, you look at, it could be <laughs> nice weather. It could be just playing with buddies. It could be playing with somebody totally new. Um course architecture but most of us the score and the result does yeah. creep up that list yeah. and i think one big thing that i've tried to personally get out of of my game is like so much reliance on that score being my my method of enjoyment right is there anything else that like because because you're in here working with people so they get better results right but how do you keep people not fully tying their enjoyment Right. to the results to the because if you do that you're right. just gonna have a bad day yeah. you're gonna get yeah. upset and, right and you're not gonna enjoy yourself so like how do you how do you manage that because i've seen you do it yeah i think when your expectations are set and your your mindset is is in a right is in the right spot i think that's one um when they know what they're doing and where it's going to take them and what they can expect from that happening, like when they do get it. Um, yeah, because sometimes there's just bad rounds, you know, and, and you come back and you get a guy that's like, played the worst round of my life, you know, well, how many of those have you had? You know, how many, so sure, you shot 95, and you shot 85 last week, you know, but did you shoot 95 like six times in a row? Okay, I don't even want to hear about that 95. That's just a, a bad day, off day. Um, but I think every player is at a different level. You know, no, no two players are the same. No two swings are the same. But really, no, no two games are played the same. You know, everybody's logic of what they're trying to do is, is a little bit different. So, you know, I've got a new student. She's, she's got a great golf swing, but she's so new, you know. And it's going to take her three or four shots to get to the green. And that's that's okay you know and but but she thinks that that's a bad thing right you know so comes from tiger's younger days tiger bar you know everybody knows it and i gave her that and now she's like this is great i'm getting yeah, pars all the time explain tiger par so tiger bit. par is based on what where you're at you know you, you add a, a stroke on the hole so par four becomes you know your, your par is not a four it's a five yeah. or you're 
your par might be a six, you know, but that way when you get through that hole, you're, you're happy with how you did because I know where I'm at, you know, okay, I am a 20 handicap. I shouldn't, you shouldn't expect me to hit this green in two shots every single time. I might get lucky, you know, at the three wood one time and blast one up right through the middle and I'm rolling up there and hey, look, you got a, a true par, but really you got, for your, for your par, you got a birdie. Look at that. Like, yeah. You just did better, you know, <laughs> yeah. and that way we can see that progress and we can, we can see, you know, sure the number's a little bit different. It's a little higher number we're shooting for, but that's what you have to do. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's par is for a tour level player, you know, or scratch handicap, you know, it's for somebody who's really good. Uh, somebody who's a 20 handicap can't be trying to shoot 72. Yeah. I, I, I like that. I like that a lot. And, and just the, the different games that you can yeah. play too with yourself yeah. or with others, just getting your, you know, th there's a lot to golf. It's a complicated yeah. <laughs> game, but, um, but it can be simple if you just focus on, you know, um, playing and, right. and playing it as a game and, and the process, like you guys give a good process to people when they leave here and they can focus in on that. But they gotta detach from the result for for a little bit, you know. Yeah. It's it's you and when you go play like, I same student. She took the first lesson and she's like, "Well, I'm going to play this weekend. What should I do?" I was like, "Pretend you don't know me." You know, <laughs> we put some drills in, but you've not had enough time practicing this to to actually do it. And if you're gonna go out there and just try to do this, you're not actually doing it. It's gonna screw you up. So you could get it around. You're gonna get it around the same as. If you try to do it your way or my way, you're gonna, you're gonna play the same game. You're gonna shoot the same score, and it's not gonna be great, right? That's why you're coming to see me. But you're gonna be much more frustrated trying to think about all the stuff that I just put in your head, yeah. you know, or that we just discussed. Not put in your head, but like you know, we're we're moving through some motor patterns. You know, she is not rotating at all. So it's like a big piece of the golf swing is to rotate. You know, especially for a female player who who's playing with mostly men you know she wants to keep up with them you know right. and she could she's at she's athletic but it's like it's not going to happen overnight takes time so yeah i like that. uh she looked at me like we never met okay and she came back she had a blast yeah. <laughs> that's great that's 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 see, those are those changes on the fly that you gotta be get well we're looking at uh the the snow hitting the ground already in chicago yeah. is there any tips we, we didn't talk much about short game is there yeah. tips you think for people in the winter time to just kind of work on short game? Because it's such a hard thing to work on when you don't have. Yeah. <laughs> um, learn learn what the bounce is. What's the worst advice you see or hear most often? It's to get the hands in front of the club while you're chipping, or anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> you're pulling on the handle and the club's just coming back. And then you have to. It's like so many things can happen. Um, Try to keep the hands in front of the, the, the ball. So you think that's consistently some of the worst advice you hear? Oh, keep your head down. Worst advice. Which is also, ironically, the very the, probably the most common that yeah. beginners hear. Yeah. Look at Dustin Johnson. He's not even close to looking at the ball. Yeah. Uh, David Duvall. Annika. Right? She, or is it? Yeah. No, yeah. She does. She looks. She's the, the, None of them are... They're not looking at the ball. Most guys, they're, they're also rotating. You just don't really see it. You know? Right. Um, if you're looking at the ball, you can't rotate, especially and, if you're limited. And my guess is 
if you asked any of those players, they aren't conscious about looking at the or not looking at the ball. They're just rotating. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. No, they they're same in tennis. Yeah. Right. They they the ball's there. Number one, that ball isn't moving like most other sports. So, um, and they're they're obviously high level players, but I think keeping your head down just restricts so much from happening. Uh, gets guys to go closer to the ball, which is not what we want to do um, through the swing. It gets guys not able to rotate. You know, it's the biggest thing you hear is I lifted my head. No, you didn't. <laughs> <laughs> Um, look, look at the video. Your head is down. The clubs, you can't even finish your swing because your head's still down, you know. Um, but I would, yeah, I, I think, you know, short game, is, it's always been get the hands for, get the hands for, and that just, it's fat shots, skull shots, it's all kinds of bad things happen, you know. Um, there's the right way to control a wedge, and using that bounce of the club, um, to cut out so many errors. I mean, you can miss shots. If you're using the bounce, you can miss shots all the time. They had no great. Yeah. One, one cool thing, actually, there's milestones you can hit, you know, from, from playing milestones to, to life milestones to, to profession milestones, you know. And I think as a, as a coach, you know, I've hit a, hit a pretty good milestone this year with you. I mean, um, I haven't had any of my students shoot a 62, so that's pretty sweet. <laughs> Low rounds, you know. Hey, Those are always fun to see. I, uh, I haven't done it myself, so I, I yeah. was... Um, and, and like, but what we did, we got you on, on the right practice program, and you, yeah. and you had things that you needed to get better at, and you got better at them over the, the off-season, and, and you went out and performed. I mean... And, and I really did... You know what it does is, like... By doing those things and working on them in the wintertime, I was able to just go out and play. Fresh. And, and I was fresher. I was definitely fresher. Yeah. And I had already tuned up those things, and we got a swing that just worked. Yeah. And it, it probably wasn't my, you know, college peak. I was probably a better, more consistent ball striker or whatever. Right. But this swing, it just allows me to play. Yeah, that was your and, goal. And I got to remove some thoughts. And I got <laughs> to and, – and it allows me to be – you know, I've gotten more into the mental game. Lots to be present. Present. Yeah. Presence the word. You can be present. I can have conversations with people, right. but when I step over that ball, I'm like, I'm in it. Right. And and that day, it was just like tunnel vision at when every time I stood over a ball, yeah. and and I didn't wasn't thinking about my swing. I was thinking I could like. Well, you were playing with guys that you didn't even didn't know. No, I had no idea who they were. But the it, it's kind of like. And I'm sure they know who you are now. Yeah, and we're we're buddies. I, yeah. I I ask them to play all the time now. Yeah. I, I can't break seventy five with them, but now it's <laughs> it's uh, the 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 thing that um, like you almost see you just visualize it. It's so bizarre, but once you get to that point where you feel comfortable in yeah. your swing, yeah. you start visualizing it's so much yeah. easier. Oh yeah, because you're like, I mean, yeah, you're... my ball's gonna move five yards to the the left, and That's you're much be. more confident that yeah, you're not. You're swinging the golf club. You're not trying to hit the golf ball, yeah. and I think that's such a a big thing. You know, distance is great, but everybody wants to try to hit their seven iron, three hundred yards, and it's not. Yeah, it, golf is a game of accuracy, and practicing the right things. You know, from back to our, our kind of our three pillars. You know, you're you train to get better. You know, you practice to hone your skills, and then you're playing. You know. 
um, it's going to be much easier to hone your skills with good mechanics. You know. Yeah. Thing about putting is you can be a great putter with bad mechanics, but that's about it. <laughs> that's that's about the only one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's cool. That's cool. Um, one other piece I wanted to ask you because we we usually ask this: if we were going to do this podcast on any other topic not related to golf, and you are still our our guest, what would that be? Not related to golf. Golf is your life. <laughs> yeah, I mean, so a, lot, a lot of people don't have an answer to that, but like, is there anything you oh. would consider yourself like uh, either interested? Oh, of? food! I love food. You're a foodie. Yeah. Like, I love to cook food. Yeah. Um, just messing with different flavors and different. It's incredible what you can do with food. You know, you add a little bit of salt here, you add a little bit of uh, acid here, you add a little bit of, you know, heat and fat here. You know, it's it's crazy. You know. They say you're either a a cook or a baker, so you're probably a cook. Yeah, more yeah, of a cook. Yeah, me too. My girlfriend's not a baker, so. No. <laughs> no, yeah, I. I uh, How'd you get into cooking? Like, how long my it? mom, she was always, always in the kitchen. We had family dinner every single night. Never missed it. So, um, through our, through my growing up years, and it was always home cooked meals. So when just, she went out of town, we got pizza with my dad. But that's about <laughs> it. So you're just paying attention to mom, and then yeah, and she always, you know, we were always in the kitchen. We'd help out, you know, every night. No, but there was times where she's like, get in the kitchen, help me out, do this, cut this, you know, chop that, saute this. Put butter in there, you know, and she kind of directs us in the kitchen. And then I didn't really, I didn't know how much fun it was. Like, I, that was something that at the time was like, no, I don't want to do this. This is not, you're, this are chores right now. <laughs> I don't want to help you. <laughs> but now looking back at it, she taught me so much about food, you know, how to, well, yeah, how to stretch things out. She was, she was always very price conscious for whatever reason didn't necessarily need to be but she always you know how to how to make things last taste good and 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 she learned from her mom so it's like they were straight from germany so uh you can imagine the kinds of meals that they were having hearty probably and yeah four four big boys in the family (laughs) say at least but uh and and you are you do you cook um being around fitness a lot here. Yeah, I mean, it's mostly, you know, you watch what you put in your body. Yeah. You know, it's, it's all lots of protein, lots of good carbs, lots of vegetables. Um, I honestly don't, never have, I'll, I'll eat a second entree before I eat dessert, and that's just me. Yeah. Um, but me, I can, I can eat as much as I want. I kind of have to. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's what's healthy for me. Um, but, yeah, it, it's mostly, you know, it's it's a it's a balanced diet. I think there's so many diets out there, and it's just like do do what's good for you. You know, some guys, some people can't handle gluten. Some guys need it. You know, um, but gotta find yourself and and just monitor it. You know, I think that's a, a big piece. Is is just eat fresh. Fresh is number one yeah i think that's whatever it is being friends. yeah and it's so much cheaper yeah yeah it's true it's incredible that's a good point i mean i could go buy well i guess i could buy the banquets for five for five dollars <laughs> you know but uh that's not fresh when it comes out of the freezer i thought it was. um it, it, cooking's not too dissimilar from you know cooking up a golf swing yeah some yeah. practice yeah it takes a lot of practice and i think what i like and and 
I think I meant to say this earlier. This was one thing I meant to say earlier is, is, you know, I learn something every single day, you know, and that's what's so cool about this job as well is that I can, it's ever evolving where, you know, my knowledge of the golf swing is where it's at, but, you know, there's, there's so much out there. I mean, there's so much to learn and that's, I love to grow up too, you know, just as much as my students love to grow. So for me, it's, it's part of, that's part of what I do too, is, is my, my time spent outside of work is working to just become better coach, better, better instructor. And I think the, the coaching aspect is, is huge. You know, there's instructors and then there's coaches, you know, and, and we can all give good instruction, but when it comes down to that coach, like, can they actually get you to do what that coach wants them to do, you know? And are you actually going to practice it that way? Um, or are they going to give them a drill and just say, yeah, that's, that's good enough, you know? No, are you going to, you know, really learn that person, learn that person's personality, their traits, their their habits, what they, their, their fallbacks, you know, when, when they crumble, you know, when they get frustrated and want to just, throw the bag outside you know I had a guy tell me he's gonna throw the bag off the bridge on his way home he's done you know we reeled him back in he's still out there playing good, so good. Um, let me just say thank you yeah. Max Evans Smart Golf and Fitness um, looking forward to doing some work this yeah. this uh, this winter and if people want to look you up or, or follow you or whatever yeah where can they um, MWG golf i believe is my instagram honestly i i'm so far off of social media it's sad it's just too much bad golf stuff i see on there um no you can uh, that's why we love you you can you can honestly shoot me a text give me a call cool if you want uh cool. 231-631-4925 uh or just find me at smart golf uh we're here there you find go. our instagram well thanks man appreciate yeah, it sure. That was PGA teaching professional Maxwell Evans at Smart Golf and Fitness. Thank you, Max, for your stories and advice and for being a great teacher. We appreciate it.